I gotta tell you guys I about a decision I made recently that I regret. And that decision is eating a burger <laughs> before having to record this podcast. I also decided it would be a good day. I'm gonna, sorry if you guys can hear this, to try a new podcasting setup. Usually I record on my dining room table. And today I decided to record from my couch. I don't know if this is going to sound good, if it's going to sound better, if it's going to sound worse, if I'm going to sound better or worse, because I feel like when I sit at the table, like I'm a little bit more like alert, but then when I'm on my couch, like I'm kind of just relaxed and chill. So I don't know if you, this, like, <laughs> this setup is definitely very MacGyver-esque. Um, I don't even know how I put this together, to be completely honest. And it's a little bit difficult because I can't even see my notes on my computer. It's, yeah, these are the decisions that get made when I have a burger for lunch. And I'm like, I can't sit. I need to lay down. Oh, I'm not laying down, but I'm sitting in a different position than I normally would be. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Hopefully you guys can hear me better. I have like the pop filter on the microphone and it's like all set up and this is, I have this little contraption thing that I bought on Amazon where like it's, I don't even know what, how to explain it. You can basically like move your microphone, but it has a, I don't even know what this is called. Don't ever call me to help you fix things in your house because I don't know what this is called. But there's like a thing that attaches to the couch and it's probably ruining my couch as we speak. Um, But, you know, I don't know if you guys listen to Dax Shepard. Is that his last name? He's married to Kristen Bell. And he has a podcast and he, they sit in these couches and it looks so comfortable and so relaxed and they have like microphones and I never I've only seen like certain clips that he's posted um, on Instagram where they're like sitting and I'm like how are where are the microphones attached to so I got to figure that out because if I ever have like guests actually come to my home and record I don't want them to be uncomfortable you know like I I want them to be comfortable because I feel like when someone is comfortable in a conversation with you, like they're really going to open up and then that's when you get like the best podcast episodes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's I'm I got to like work that all out. And again, like I want to get a two bedroom apartment because right now I only have one bedroom like that's I mean, not I don't want to sound privileged when I say that, like I only have one bedroom like I'm so grateful, but I really would like a second bedroom so I could have a room that would just be dedicated to podcasting. Like I can make it cute and like Pinteresty and like have people come over. Okay, I'm tangential today. Again, it's the burger. <laughs> um okay, so I wanted to do this Pinterest QA in the in 
Wednesday's episode, which if you haven't checked out Wednesday's episode, it's pretty cool. I put together like a mixtape, which is basically all of the episodes from January. And I kind of combine them and go over some of the key points from each episode. So if you're like, Brie, I don't have time to listen to three episodes, uh, go listen to last week's episode or this Wednesday's episode. And it's basically like all there in a 30 minute thing. I also talk about Kobe and his daughter, Gigi. And I cry. If you're, you know, narcissistic in that way, you can go listen to me cry. <laughs> but um, it is really sad. And I feel like I don't want to be tone deaf to when these types of situations happen. When horrible things happen in the world, first, it's so difficult to choose the things that you want to talk about because it, it feels like almost every day or every week something tragic happens in the world and I think that also has to do with how much social media is part of the news like I found out about Kobe's passing on Twitter (laughs) like and I because I really don't like to watch the news I know that that might sound make me sound uneducated or uninformed in some variables and and it does make me uninformed in a lot of aspects especially when it comes to politics um and it's not that I don't think politics don't matter but it's also just so terrible to see a lot of negativity in the world and for me with my own mental health and my anxiety and things like that I can't be in that space so It's been really hard for me to show up this week on social media just because every time I opened my news feed on like any platform, it was pictures of Kobe, reports about the other seven, you know, lives that were lost on board and his daughter. And again, it's not to say that it's that it's like too much or like overdone because I don't think in this situation like it can be overdone because Kobe did make such an impact on the world. But I also realized like everyone has to mourn and kind of go through their own emotions in their own ways. And sometimes when it's like on social media and you're just seeing it every time you open your feed, it just makes you more and more sad. So I wanted to do the respectful thing and talk about Kobe, which I did in the beginning of, of Wednesday's episode. But I also wanted to limit my exposure to those things because it's like, how do you expect a wound to heal if you just keep picking at it or scratching at it or like reopening the wound, you know? Um, so that's kind of where my headspace is. But I did wanted, I did wanted, can we speak English, please? I did want to talk about Pinterest because I had opened up um, the questions feature on my Instagram stories last week. And I got so many thoughtful questions that I decided I wanted to answer them in a podcast episode. I am under the belief that if one person has a specific question or just any question in general, chances are other people have a similar question. And Pinterest is my zone of genius. And rather than just, you know, like keeping all of this knowledge to myself, I want to share it with you. Um, but before I dive in to your questions, 
I want to admit, I messed up because I thought I saved who asked me these questions. I thought Instagram like saved them, but I guess they don't. Um, so if you asked me one of the questions or some type of version of it, thank you for participating. I will do better next time. Um, I got a lot of, I don't want to say repeat questions, but kind of to prove my point, like a lot of questions that were about the same thing. So I felt like, okay, I can kind of make these more quote unquote generalized questions. Um, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button on your phone or whatever platform you're listening on, um, leave a star rating or review. It just, it helps the podcast get into certain charts on iTunes and gets more eyeballs, or I guess in this case, ears. (laughs) on the podcast. And so it just allows me to keep creating this free content for you guys. Um, I do want to do more Pinterest Q&As and podcast Q&As on my Instagram stories. So if you're not following me there, make sure to go and do that right now. You can follow me at Living Breely. I'm pretty much, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. That's pretty much in the Snapchat, but I don't really use Snapchat. Um, so you can ask me questions. And if I don't know the answers to your questions, I'll find a guest to bring onto the show and answer those questions for you. And just a little sneak peek for you guys. I kind of talked about this on Wednesday's episode, but I want to go into it a bit more. So I'm going to be releasing a free course on Pinterest, how to get started, how to create viral pins, and a few other little secret Pinterest tips and tricks. And so that will be coming out at the end of next week. And I'm going to limit it to only the first 100 people. So if you really want to learn about Pinterest for free, um, maybe you've been thinking about it. Maybe you've been watching my Instagram stories and learning a little bit more about Pinterest. And you're like, it sounds so amazing, but I don't even know where to get started. Make sure to come back next week and check out my Instagram stories um, for more information about how to sign up for that free course. Okay, so let's go ahead and let's get into it. So the first question that I get asked all of the time, and I think it's because a lot of people who are in MLMs, multi-level marketing or network marketing companies don't always have their own website. And so the one question that I get asked a lot is, do I need a website? And the answer is yes, you need some type of website that is your own. I really wouldn't recommend posting your Instagram or your Facebook profiles or links to particular posts as the backlink to your pins. I really, really believe, and especially if you want to stand out in an MLM or network marketing um, company, is to create your own brand and your own content around the products that you're selling. I And I know that's saying a lot I have never been part of an MLM or a network marketing company. Um, I've always just kind of done my own thing, but I do have a ton of friends who are in that sphere and they all say the same things. The ones that are successful, they have their own websites, they have their own brands, they have their own platforms that they continue to build on. Um, So yes, you do need to have your own website. It doesn't necessarily need to be a blog, like if you're a retailer or you're selling, like if you're selling an actual product, um, 
that works really well on Pinterest. But yes, you 100% need to have a website. Um, especially, I mean, you don't have to have a website if you're just using Pinterest for fun. Um, but if you're using it to build your business, your online brand, your online business, you need to have your own website. And you guys, I... There, there's like literally no excuse to not have a website because there's so many platforms now like Wix, Squarespace. What's another one? Like there it's it will take you less than 30 minutes to put together a website. Um, it doesn't have to be anything fancy schmancy. Just get a website and you can it's like, I don't know, like 40 bucks. None of those companies are sponsoring the podcast, by the way. They should because I just gave them free like brand deals, basically. Um, But go get a website. It'll take you 30 minutes to put together. So the second question I get asked is, okay, Brie, I have a website, but I don't have any blogs. Can I just post the link to my ClickFunnel, to my sales page, to my Teachable account? The answer is a hell no. (laughs) Why? It's because you're not an asshole. Think about it this way. If you were to click on someone else's pin, right, take yourself out of your own like implore some empathy here. Like let's pretend you are your ideal client or you're looking for to purchase a course or to work with someone specific. If you were to click on a pin and it takes you directly to a sales page where someone is asking you to spend, I don't even care, $100, $500, especially once you get into like the thousands of dollars, do you really think someone is just going to read your sales page and be like, hell yeah, I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea what their experience is. I don't even know what they look like. I don't even know what they do. I've never even seen their social media profile or listened to a podcast. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for their their $200 course, their $3,000 coaching package. It's not going to work. <laughs> like it's that's not happening. It's a little bit different when it's a tangible product if you're selling a t-shirt or a pair of shoes or pens and notebooks. Like it's just a different thing like people are looking for an aesthetic. They're not necessarily looking for knowledge. So that's why I always say if I've tested this myself, I've posted my own sales pages before. Sales page, did I say that was that English? I've posted my own sales page pages um, for various courses that I've done and just made like really great pins and posted the link, the backlink to my sales page and it would get clicks and it would get saved, but I rarely ever converted, like very rarely. I think maybe when I did these journal prompts that I sold for like seven bucks, um, that was the only time that I actually saw a very, very small percentage of people converting from just clicking directly on the link and buying. And again, that is probably because it was a lower price point. It's like a cup of coffee. So they're like, okay, this sucks. Like it was only seven bucks type of thing, Um, which it didn't suck. But I'm just saying, you know, speaking from from a consumer's perspective. And I know even for myself or ask yourself that question, if someone was trying to sell you 
um, a course or a coaching package, you're not, you're nine times, 9.5 times out of 10, you're not just going to sign up. Like you're going to want to do some research and know who you're buying from and who you are giving your money to. Um, so that would be my little synopsis on posting your sales page. Um, the other question I get asked is how many blogs do I need to have on my website to start utilizing Pinterest? I think a lot of times people think they need like hundreds of blogs to start. You don't. <laughs> you can have three to four blogs, I would say, just to kind of give you a nice send off, like a good foundation. Um but you can write one blog and create 10 pins um, and you multiply that by three or four. That's 30 to 40 pins that you would you could create to go on Pinterest um, because a lot of people aren't really into writing blogs or they think they have to write blogs every day. And that's not the case because once you upload onto Pinterest, it's going to be evergreen content. So that content is going to continue to circulate on the platform. It's not just like you post it and it's one and done. You do want to continue to add content onto Pinterest because Pinterest does have an algorithm just like any other platform does. So if it sees that you're posting posting weekly or monthly or consistently, it's going to increase your ranking on the platform. However, I don't know how they specifically do that, but that's just what I've seen with myself and with my other clients. So I would say three to four blogs would be a great foundation. And then just write a blog once a month and create 30 pins for it. Or you can write a blog every other week or whatever your schedule is. So yeah, it doesn't need to be an overwhelming amount of blog posts. Um, Let us see here. I wish I knew who asked me these questions. I'm so sorry, you guys. Okay, so how long did, does it take to actually see results with Pinterest? This is a big one. It's not instantaneous. So I always tell people, one, it's really important to go into Pinterest with some type of plan of action or some type of, you have a specific goal in mind. Is your goal with utilizing Pinterest to just get more traffic to your website? Or is your goal with Pinterest to get more email signups to grow your email list? Is it to get more people to listen to your podcast? Like you need to have a clear goal um, because then how do you measure results? (laughs) Um, So I would say once you've kind of outlined that, I would say about three months. Um, Have a strategy. Don't just wing it. Uh, this is three months if you have a good strategy down, which I will be going over strategies in my Pinterest course that's going to come out in February. Um, But yeah, I would say about three months is a good time. You'll start to see results after I would say like one to two weeks. Um, But to really have that impact, I would say three months, sometimes even six months. Again, it just depends on how consistent you are with creating new blog posts and new pins. This was another good question. What numbers are important to look at? I have said this like at nauseum because I'm not one for vanity metrics, um, especially like followers or like likes or hearts or any of that stuff. But 
I think numbers are important in some aspects, obviously, especially in business, like revenue is an important number. Um, But the three numbers that Pinterest really throws at you and you'll really see a lot of is impressions, saves or repins, they're the synonymous, um, and click-throughs. So those are the three numbers that you want to look at. So impressions are how many eyeballs or how many times your pin has been seen throughout the whole platform. Saves or repins, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Like It means that they've saved it to a board or they've repinned it onto a board, either their own or a group board. Click-throughs is how many people have actually clicked on your pin and had the pin take them to your website. So my humble opinion is that click-throughs is the most important metric that you can look at because your goal in some way is obviously to capture their intention on Pinterest, but then convert them into coming to your website. And hopefully you at your website have a product or service or some type of something of value for them. And the last question is, this is a a big one, I think, when it comes to creativity, and I want to share a couple of resources with you. Well, one big resource that I really look to um, when it comes to creativity. So the question is, I need help coming up with blog ideas. And this is a big one. And to be completely honest, I really don't struggle with coming up with content. Um, and I should knock on wood because watch like next month I'll be like, I don't even know what to talk about. (laughs) Um, but I've been obviously podcasting for almost 130 episodes and there have been weeks where I'm like, oh my gosh, like in the beginning of the week, when I wouldn't pre-record these, I would be like, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to talk about. And this is where I really believe that the universe kind of steps in and helps people is when you remain open to ideas or creative things, you're going to find your answer. I really believe in in finding the stories and the knowledge and the value in your everyday situations and your everyday conversations with friends and family or the person who helped you at the market or someone who made your coffee that morning or a coworker or someone in your yoga class or just even your dog or just spending time with yourself. I really do believe that there are so many stories in there and there's so much value Um just in an everyday life. So my biggest thing, the two resources that I really look to, and it's not like they give me ideas, but there's two. There's a book by an author called Anne Lamont. The book is called Bird by Bird. It's about writing, but she really teaches you how to find, like I was saying, those stories in your day-to-day life and situations that come up where you can draw the story out and see the analogy in it. And the second one is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She also has a TED Talk that is like a synopsis of what Big Magic is, but she talks a lot about like our own creativity and how creativity isn't something that dries up. It's like the more that you intend to be creative, the more and more creative you're going to become. Another great question that I like to ask myself is when I was in the reader or my audience's situation, 
what did I need to hear? What did I need to learn? What was the knowledge that I needed to have to move myself to the next level? If you're truly an expert at something, I mean, not even expert, but if you have taught yourself something or you're well educated in a particular subject, and it can be anything, I'm not like limiting you here. Um, At one point, you were a beginner. And when you were a beginner, what questions did you have? What problems arose and you were like, I need help figuring this out? Where did you get stuck? How did you get unstuck? So ask yourself those types of questions. And then those are the answers to the blog posts or podcast or any type of content you want to create, that's what you should create around is solving people's problems. And when I say that, like solving people's problems, I'm not saying you have to be someone's therapist or like savior. But when when like exactly what I'm doing right now, when I first started with blogging and Pinterest, I had a lot of these questions do, how many blogs do I need to have to start on Pinterest? How long does it take to see results? What numbers do I look at? Um, you know, I, the whole sales page aspect, like, is that something that's viable on Pinterest? I didn't know that. I went and I figured it out for myself, and now I am able to share that information with you guys. So a lot of the times it is looking back at the steps that you took to get to where you're at now and looking for any discrepancies like where was the knowledge lacking what questions did you have how did you overcome certain things did there was there a common problem that maybe you and a group of your friends who were also doing the same thing found like hey we were missing this piece we didn't understand this or we all had the same problem those types of things so i think it's really important to listen to your friends or your family or your peers if they're in the same arena that you are, like what problems they're having, if you guys are having similar problems. Listening to clients or feedback from your audience is obviously like the most important thing that you can do. Running polls like or questions like I did in my Instagram stories um, is going to give you a huge advantage of really knowing how your audience needs to be nourished and what blog posts or content they would benefit from. So that is all. I hope that was helpful. I know it was just a couple of questions. And like I said, I plan on doing some more Q&As and answering your questions. My DMs on Instagram at livingbreely are always open. So if you have any follow-up questions from this episode, please feel free to reach out to me or you can send me an email to info at livingbreely.com. I'm trying to think if there's anything else important. Oh, if you guys liked this episode, if this was helpful for you in any way, please share it with someone that you love, whether it's another peer who is thinking about joining Pinterest, a friend, a family member, anyone who you think might enjoy this episode or any other episode of Let's Get Into It. I would be so, 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 so grateful. All right. I will see you guys next week for another episode of Let's Get Into It. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.